3: Yaks, baby. Wow. Yaks. <laughs> yards after catch. Damn. All over the place yesterday. Your Buffalo Bills blow the doors off the New York Jets 32-6 to yesterday in Orchard Park. They chased off a starting quarterback. At one point in the game, the Jets' punter had more passing yards than their starting quarterback. Oh, dead, yeah, that trick play. Which was hilarious. By the way, look, not to, I'm not nitpicking here because, you know, a 32-6 to game is great mm. and everything. How did no one see that fake punt coming? Oh, How did nobody on that staff, everybody but the players and the coaching staff saw that fake punt coming? They had nothing to lose.
4: Yeah, true. Yeah.
3: All right, with all that being said, I'm not going to get mad about a fake punt. Enjoy the win, right? Even though you would have shut him out had it not been for the fake punt. We're going to talk to our good buddy from 13 Wham, a man who knows a thing about a thing or two. Mm. He's got a big old chest. He's got a lot of hot takes. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Dan, hot takes, chesty face at CMF. Hey, Dan, how are you, buddy? Good guys, how are you? Okay, so you saw the fake punt coming, right? You saw it too,
5: Duffy. Are you one of those guys that screams they're going to fake it here every single fourth down? <laughs> I
3: may be that and, guy. I might be that then, guy.
5: And then what it happens? Like I called it, but you also were you also said it the other fifty times before that. I'll also be like that guy.
3: I'll also be the dick that goes, oh, here comes the onside, like the surprise <laughs> onside, and then like the one time it does happen, I look like genius. a genius. I do. I'm telling you.
5: <laughs> You're also the guy that, like, really quickly identifies the fleece wicker. Like, watch this, watch this, watch this. Here it comes.
3: <laughs> no, there we go. No. to your point, there is nothing more embarrassing because we've all, like, been at a bar where you're feeling it, right? Like, you, you feel like you know what's going on with the game, yeah. and you'll, like, start saying stuff out loud, like you're Tony Romo on the call, mm-hmm. like, here's what's going to happen here. And then it doesn't happen, and it's, it's like the worst feeling in the world, Dan. There's, like, a hole in your chest.
5: Hey, Duffy, it's even funnier being on the sidelines. Obviously, like, you hear all the fans, and especially when you're, that close to the field, and especially at Highmark Stadium, the fans are so close to it. So in the front row, you'll hear a lot of times we'll be like, guys, get your camera ready. Touchdown's coming right over here. Guys, get your camera ready. It's a touchdown. Diggs is over here. And it never, ever comes right over there. But every single play we're in the end zone, you got fans behind us that are like, watch it. Guys, start rolling. It's like, what do you think I'm doing? What do you think I'm start doing?
3: Rolling. I love how you've turned this into a, a personal bitch with the audience
6: now, Dan. To the people that do always catch those touchdowns, like amazing footage on their on their cell phones, I wonder how much how many what hours of nothing still? happening they have on there before they actually get that one touchdown.
3: That is a good question. All right, so Dan. You asked Joe Brady, the new offensive coordinator for the Bills, after the firing with Ken Dorsey, to commit the impossible task. You gave him five days, 120 hours total mm-hmm. without sleep, to scheme for what Sean McDermott called the most talented defense in the NFL, a defense that held you yeah. uh, to one touchdown on opening night with all of your weapons present and accounted for. And, Dan, it seems like not only did he accomplish that goal, he blew all expectations out of the water.
5: Yeah, going into this week, we were talking with Mike and Jenna, and it, I said you couldn't be putting Joe Brady in a worse scenario facing off against a worse opponent, in my eyes. I just thought this was, like you said, a pretty much a lose-lose situation. And on top of all of these things, you're like, well, you got to handle the emotions of the change and all these things. And again, the Jets recently have, have held Josh Allen in check more than any other opponent. But what Joe Brady has done in a short amount of time – is bring energy, and part of that is at the expense of Ken Dorsey, and look, I thought Ken Dorsey should have been fired at the end of the playoffs last year after Cincinnati. I'm not sitting here saying that oh, like, Ken Dorsey's the scapegoat. No, he deserved to be fired, and he probably was going to get fired eventually, and some would argue it was probably a few weeks too late. That's the way but I approach
4: you- every word day. What's we'll that? Yeah, you <laughs> might get canned today. It's going to
5: happen. Maybe this is the day, um, but it's the fact of that Ken Ken Dorsey was the sacrificial lamb that needed to change the vibes. And that's what you saw. It was just something different. It was something new. It was Joe Brady. And again, he didn't reinvent the wheel by any means, nothing, but it was just somebody different. And I think that was what they needed to get this team out of a funk.
3: Okay. All right. With that being said, Bills fans, Dan, you've been seeing this on Twitter, have now anointed Joe Brady, the greatest offensive (laughs) coordinator of all time. I'm seeing people asking, is he going to get a head coaching look after a single performance next season as an interim offensive coordinator? Dan, here is my fear, and I trust your eyes, so I want to know what you have to think. Okay. We all know that football is a game of inches. And we also know that every football play, no matter every football game, no matter how big the blowout is, comes down to three or four plays that change everything. Crucial. You got it. That touchdown they scored on fourth and two was not a play designed to score. It was an amazing individual effort by Ty Johnson, who Tommy still doesn't know his name, despite the fact that we've said it 17 times this morning. TJ. (laughs) That was a... Brilliant stroke of amazing individual effort and potentially luck. The touchdown to Khalil Shakir, fantastic individual effort. Sauce Gardner yeah. is an inch away from getting his hand on that ball. I mean, it's looked like interceptions we've seen all season long that Josh has thrown. Yeah. Was that a. You thinking it was luck? Well, not luck is the <laughs> wrong way to put it. The Bills were feeling themselves, and they were in a groove, and Josh was doing things we haven't seen him do in a long time yesterday. But, Dan, my fear is everything just broke your way yesterday. If you went out and did that again, it's not going to – the offense is going to look the way that it did a couple weeks ago.
5: Yeah, a couple things. I thought they played uber conservative against the Jets, but that's kind of what you knew because it was very polite of you, Duffy, to talk about the Jets having a starting quarterback – because that's a very polite way to call Zach Wilson. Ooh, um, they burn. pretty much they are they. You, you went suck. into that game and I knew that field goals and punts and the Bills were going to win that game. It's what teams did for two decades coming into Orchard Park to beat the Bills. They would play so conservative. They would kick field goals. They would punt from the plus thirty yard line because they knew that the, as long as they scored twenty points, they would win. So it was a conservative game plan, and I know some people hate that about McDermott, but it was fine yesterday because. The Jets are just pathetic on offense. I will say this, though, Duffy. That fourth down play call to Ty Johnson is a beautiful play design. And they ran it a couple of times. It was Josh Allen under center, which we haven't seen a lot of. Last week against Denver, when they needed a fourth and two, they went shotgun. It's just asinine what they were doing. So they went under center. They ran play action. They ran motion. It confused the Jets. That's why Ty Johnson was so open. Yeah, it was a great individual effort to stay in bounds and get in the end zone, but it still would have picked up ten yards in the first down. Okay. It was cre- it was creative, for the first time in a while, I can tell you, and, and you saw it too. The offense looked coordinated, like it looked coordinated. They looked like they knew what they were doing.
3: Wait, wait, wait. wait. So was- you're telling us you're telling us the offensive coordinator coordinated the offense? Look at that?
5: It was a hot take. I know unbelievable, right? For the longest time, <laughs> I even remember the obviously the, the Broncos game. Russell Wilson ran a JV offense. The Broncos ran like four plays. But every time Russ got to the line, he knew what he was doing. He knew what his objective was on that play. And the Bills, just for the longest time this season, have just looked lost. I thought yesterday they looked composed. They were having fun, and they knew what they were doing and the objective was. So, yeah, I think that the play to Shakir, it really shouldn't have ended up being an 81-yard touchdown. But the concept was great. I like that Josh was able to take a shot downfield. And, yeah, when you have Josh Allen, you can take some chances. I don't want this to all of a sudden be like, hey, Josh is turning the ball over. I don't want him to take chances. Screw that. He's Josh Allen. Like, take some chances. And he had been turning into this guy of, like, don't make mistakes, Josh. Don't make mistakes. Let Josh be Josh. And that was the one thing I've seen about Joe Brady more than anything. This whole week, when he spoke to the media on Thursday, it was, I love Josh Allen. Josh Allen's great. Give me Josh Allen all day, every day. Josh Allen's Superman. All these things. His job is just to pump up Josh Allen again. Get Josh Allen to thinking that he's the baddest quarterback in the league. Because right now, at the end of this week, he seems pretty down on down in the dumps. And now all of a sudden he's smiling, he's laughing, all these things. Joe Brady changed the vibes. That was the most important thing Joe Brady did.
3: We got a vibes drop here in the break room. On vibes on. drop. Uh, the vibes you're hearing coming from Dan Fates, 13 Wham. Uh, Tommy, let me ask you a question. Does it, How does it make you feel? That your quarterback for the Bills, you know, mm. all six foot six, 230 pounds, by the way, that kid's way more than a biscuit over 230, yeah. right? That yeah. his, his uh, performance can be affected by one of his coaches being like, you're great, or just not telling him that he's mm-hmm. great. Does that
4: bother you, Tommy? Yeah, a little bit. Why? It sounds a little too off balance. What do you mean by that? We're paying you a quarter of a billion dollars and what? I got to cheer you up to do the thing you love?
6: Yep. Player management, I mean.
4: No, but I'm yeah. saying, like, this is where we're at with this kid?
6: Oh, for God's
3: you do your job. I'm paying your what? salary, do no, your job. I mean,
4: I mean, he's a seasoned quarterback. He's not a rookie anymore. He's not a kid. He's a seasoned quarterback. I mean, he's been to the playoffs. I mean, this I is, all that, that stuff
5: should be behind him. He's not a rookie. No. A I look. didn't expect to come on here and, and agree with Tommy, <laughs> but to some respects, especially early on in the game, Duffy, they didn't ask Josh to really do anything. They ran the ball a ton. They took some of the pressure off Josh Allen and, dare I say, made him be kind of game manager-esque, like, to build his confidence back up. Like, Josh has been – hell, Sam him around the Democratic Chronicle, asked him after the Denver game, is this the worst, toughest stretch of your NFL – of your football career? And after, like, a 20-second pause, he just goes, I don't know. Like – this is a dude that we talk about. Micah Hyde always said it in 2019. It's my favorite quote of all time. He said, confidence is a hell of a drug. And right now, Josh, entering last last night, didn't really have any confidence. And going up against a team that has pretty much dominated him recently, I was worried. Joe Brady was there to say, you are the greatest, Josh. Remember that. You're awesome. It's like when mom tells you you're the smartest kid in class. Like, you are got this, kid. Tommy doesn't know what that feels like. Not
3: even his mother (laughs) could lie to him like that.
5: But aren't all quarterbacks a little bit of a head
6: case in in different ways? I mean, I think that that's kind of part of playing that position is having to have somebody there to hold your hand sometimes.
5: Agree 100%. Hold your hand sometimes and scream in your face at others. (laughs) And right. And Brian Dable used to do that in the sidelines. Scream in Josh Allen's face. As he got older, it was, hey, you're alright, man. Like, it's it's their relationship. That's what, that's what uh, Sean McDermott talked all week about. Going from a quarterback's coach to an offensive coordinator, he said the biggest change is a leadership position. Right now we're seeing Joe Brady be a leader to pump up Josh Allen again. He may not always have to do this, but to get Josh Allen smiling again. Josh Allen, after the, the touchdown to uh, Shakir, Duffy, did you see it? There was a handoff, and I think it was James Cook cut it back. And Josh was the one running down the field trying oh, to yeah. lay a block. Duffy. No, yeah, because I was yelling,
1: stop doing that! Stop doing
5: that!
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> right, but, but Duffy, that was what Josh Allen used to do when he was being the baddest man on the planet, and that was gone. Josh was having fun again, and I think part of that is directly related to Joe Brady. So to give him that swagger back, to give him that, I think Joe Brady did a phenomenal job, and we saw Josh Allen being the golden retriever that he loves to be running around the field.
3: The voice you're hearing, making you feel really good about your quarterback right Mm. now, except for Tommy, because he still doesn't like that he needs to be told he's a good person. (laughs) Because no one will tell Tommy that. Dan Fates from 13 Wham joining us here. I do have a question when it comes to this uh, offensive coordinator switch, Dan, if you don't mind. Sure. When did the Bills hire 1999 M&M to be their (laughs) offensive coordinator?
5: Oh, my gosh. Doesn't he look like, this is bad, but we were talking about this in the drive home. Looks like he works at a gas station in rural Ohio.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? Bro, like, that chain ain't real.
2: Okay, that yeah.
3: chain is not real. The haircut. That hair is so tight. <clears throat> that is a high, tight cut, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, Dan, you know he went and got edged up knowing he was going to have his head on camera oh, yeah. all game the last night. The camera
5: right there a in his face. Hundred, a hundred percent. And it is just so good. We're driving home, and Jenna dropped that line. I can't take credit for it. Jenna was just goes. He sells. He works at the gas station in rural Ohio, and I was like, that is Youngstown. He's in Youngstown, Ohio, and you he's like, that. is that all you need? You like, it's great. It. Right.
3: No, here's what's weird about that. Look, that guy looks like a guy who played. JV quarterback, when mm. he was in high school, never did anything else and tells people how great of a quarterback he was. But he made the show. Can someone tell him he's in the NFL and calling plays so maybe he doesn't look like that anymore?
5: <laughs> well, hey, how about this for you, Duffy? He played wide receiver at William & Mary. Smart John school. John McDermott's alma mater. Yeah, they you how about that? Yeah, they, yeah.
3: That's a
4: tough school to get
3: into. Yeah, We know where it is, Tommy.
4: Virginia, I no? Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
3: Close What were Ohio. you going to
6: say? No, I,
3: I, for some reason I had it oh. confused with – I'm
4: thinking of the steely Dan to him. I had it confused with
3: well, didn't ask
5: group. me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dan, the Bills now are at a point where 4-2 gets them in the playoffs over the last six games. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Okay. You have an unbelievable gauntlet with Philadelphia. Then you yep. have Kansas – or, excuse Philadelphia. Yeah, then the bye – by Kansas City, then Dallas.
5: Dallas. Yep.
3: With what you saw from that offense yesterday, knowing that these are teams that the Bills can beat. I mean, these none of these teams are invincible right now. Out of the next three games, you would need to see what record to be satisfied.
5: Two and one would be lo- like two and one would be incredible. You would take that in a heartbeat. You gotta win at least one. You gotta win at of least one.
4: Of the three? One.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, that gives and you an it, opportunity to win out
5: yeah. and go to the playoffs.
4: But then you have yeah, to run the table. Yeah.
5: Right. No, because after <clears> that it's L. A., which we or the Chargers. We don't know what it is. New England and Miami. So say you go one and two, you then beat the Chargers, you beat the Patriots, and everything could come down to Week 18 at Miami. So like, give yourself a puncher's chance going into Week 18. If you can, if you can steal one in Philly. This is the interesting thing. If you if Philly wins tonight and beats the Chiefs, Philly will be feeling themselves when the Bills come in. And there could be a letdown there in that spot where the Bills – the Eagles secondary is atrocious. They can't stop anybody. So, like, like offensively, like, throwing the ball. So, there could be opportunities for Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen and and the offense to get back on track throwing the ball next week against Philly in that kind of situation if Philly – is all high and mighty and thinking they're the greatest thing since sliced bread, beating the Chiefs in a Super Bowl rematch. You could also get a really pissed-off Philly team that could run the ball down your throat if they get blown out by the Chiefs tonight in Arrowhead. So that's kind of interesting to see how that plays out. But I think they can beat Dallas at home. They have shown that they have had success in the regular season at Arrowhead. So all of these games are going to be a lot closer than I think what we all thought they might be before yesterday, where know, we're like, this team can't do anything. And also, we're talking about the offense. Pat, again, I, I know there are, there are, there are issues en- or defensively with Taron Johnson as well as Dane Jackson going out with concussions. But there's only two teams in the NFL that haven't allowed 30 points against this season. It's Kansas City and Buffalo. And the Bills defense is being held together by duct tape and tinfoil and bubblegum. And for how bad they are, and for everybody says, oh, my gosh, this defense is this thing, all these things, they're holding it together. And while the Jets' offense stinks, the Bills' defense was also really good. Two things can be true at the same time.
3: So here's where it gets really, really weird. Well, because, you know, there's been this talk of just how jam-packed together the AFC Bunch is. Right? Like, you know, you don't know yeah. who's good. You don't know who's bad. Anybody mm-hmm. can beat anybody on any given week. We are at a point where if the Bills win against the Eagles next week, mm-hmm. after Dan just said the Eagles would beat Kansas City, and the Bills go on their bye, and then go to Kansas City and beat KC, which, by the way, they've done the last They're two years. No, not yep. that. The Bills would go from 500 mm-hmm. to the yep. same number of wins the Chief would have. Chiefs would have in a matter of three weeks. And none of that is out of the question, Dan. Right. This yeah. is complete
5: insanity. Yeah, and on top of it, everybody was always thinking, well, the Bengals will come around. Uh, they just lost Joe Burrow for the season. For how bad we can joke around right about, like, Look, New England's offense is really bad with Mac Jones. We've talked about that before. Obviously, the Jets' offense is really bad with Zach Wilson. The Steelers' offense is absolutely atrocious. I had to watch some of that Kenny Pickett game. Holy cow, does that guy suck. Like, their (laughs) offense is really bad. And, like, so we're sitting here, like, also, the Cleveland Browns are going to be without Deshaun Watson. So, like, you've got four teams that, as of right now or as we enter this week, we're in the playoff picture that have now lost their quarterback or just have a pathetic offense. Everything is going to open up like it, it, things are going to get real weird, like you said, in the next few weeks, depending on, again, how some of these games shake out. So while everything last week seemed to go wrong for the Bills with teams winning that they didn't really want to win, all these things, the whole thing, you know, everything could level out, like you said. And, and this isn't over yet, as Lloyd Christmas would say. So you're saying there's a chance.
3: Here's where it gets even more strange. Right. Wait, what's so. left? Uh, the Bills have to go on a run, all mm-hmm. right. And the talk has been wild card, wild card, wild mm-hmm. card. That also might be an inappropriate discussion. Wait, what are you saying? Well, if you look at the Dolphins, who are currently Dan, if I'm not mistaken, a game a game and a half ahead of the Bills right now without the buy there. Yeah, right for the division. Correct. Okay. The last three games Miami plays this season mm-hmm. are the Cowboys, the Ravens, and then Buffalo. Ooh. Yep. You're a game and a half, at worst, mm. will be two games back after the bye if everything goes the way mm. you do. That's three games, bro, and you control that last one, and you have them head up because of that Ooh. win over the Sammy. I mean, look, the division so isn't so out so of the question. And they almost dropped that game to the Raiders yesterday, Dan. Mm.
5: Yeah, and this is – look, they haven't beat a team with a winning record since week three of last season. That was against the Bills. So, like, this – this Dolphin scene is not world beaters. And I like their, I like Mike McDaniel. I like what I that Dolphins. Yeah, you is.
4: like it because he's a punk like you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> a punk? Yeah, wise ass hoodie boy. <laughs> Hood, yeah, he's a hoodie boy. Yeah, a hoodie boy. That's it. Uh, I, I thought you'd like him. He's always like spaced out and just dazed everywhere. He's, he's your generation. To
3: to no, he, Tommy hates him. He calls
4: him Coach
5: Skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Skateboard. That's pretty good. Um, he looks yeah, like he owns was, that
4: gas station that that other kid works at.
5: Yeah, he's the manager. He's the manager that tells that kid to go clean the bathroom. Uh, but, yeah, it's, again, I, I think that, again, we all thought this before the season, that this AFC East could have three playoff teams and all this. No, it, it could be one. It's a it lock, could be baby. Um, We're going. And on top of it, you know, this, well, this Dolphins team hasn't beaten anybody, which is absolutely something really to consider. Their defense is getting a little better with Jalen Ramsey back. He had two interceptions last week. So, again, I think if everything stays status quo, the Bills win, maybe steal a game, and things kind of stay what we think they are if they keep playing like they did last night, I think everything will come down to Miami in Week 18.
3: All right, here's my insane prediction, Dan. Before your, we let you go, well, what's because, your high take? Oh, well, for the first time ever, you're going you're gonna to have Thanksgiving Day football like you have every year. Yeah. This yep. year, for you the get first the Black Friday. One, right? That's right. It's the first time ever the NFL will play on Black Friday, three o'clock. It'll be after Ohio State, Michigan. This is going to be a great Friday for sports fans. What's, what's the game? Uh, it's Dolphins Jets. Oh. The Jets defense is not going to take another beating like yeah. that in a back-to-back week, and they're going to start someone other than Zach Wilson. Correct. Dan, it's a a seven-and-a-half-point line in New York. The Dolphins would be 10-point favorites if they were at home. I got a feeling, man. I got a feeling the Jets could do this thing. I think the the Dolphins are going to
4: beat the Dolphins. I got
3: a feeling, Dan. I don't think it's the craziest feeling I've ever had.
5: But
4: they look terrible.
5: The only thing is is they could get a bump by the fact of Zach Wilson not playing. Because you sense that a little bit. This is, a case, this is a case that, like, the defense, good defenses, which the Jets have, borderline great defense. As the season wears on and when the, a great defense is paired with an offense that is just so anemic, the great defenses tend to wear down. They're sick and tired of carrying the team and wondering why they have to do all the work. If there is a boost of losing Zach Wilson, who just looks like an absolute joke, maybe that riles them back up. Maybe that's the lift that they need. Because scoring six points is very depressing for a defense that is, you know, playing their balls off every chance that they can. So, I'm not – you've said dumber things, Pat. I'll say that.
3: I was on your side, but now I'm a Tommy <laughs> on the hoodie thing. You look like an idiot.
5: Yeah, thanks.
3: <laughs> Dan fades 13-way. I'm sorry, Kimmy, you were going to say something. I'm sorry, have, Dan, we're holding we should, I don't
6: know if Dan has the answer to this question, but he may, or he may have heard. Did anybody get a game ball last night, Dan?
5: Not that I have seen. Ah, but you but, okay. but
4: but they do hand them out. On yeah a, on a regular basis.
5: All right. Yeah. All right.
3: Tommy's bonus pick for Tommy Tesla like it is <laughs> this week is that Joe Brady would get the game ball and we needed uh, <laughs> proof and it has not happened, which means you have lost, you're done. Good day, <laughs> sir.
5: If I had a, if I had a pick, I would say it would either have gone to TJ. How about that for you, Tommy? It could have gone to Ty Johnson. That was a game against his former team. Here's how dumb um, Tommy
3: is. You said the thing I, he said back, and he looked at me like, what the hell is he talking about?
5: Ty Johnson, or it could have been Reggie Gilliam, because the oh. team all went nuts after that opening kickoff, forcing the fumble. I think the team could have also given him that, because they said every single player unprompted yesterday said how much that play kind of sparked the team. Big moment. All
3: right, Dan Fates from 13 Wham. So, Dan, if I wanted to follow you on Twitter, where could I get all that information?
5: At Dan Fates, F-E-T-E-S, as well as – oh, wait, no, wait. There's other places to find me too, Pat. Well, Dan, <laughs> way, to,
3: way to learn, buddy. It only took us like nine times. Let's say I love – I love all of the Buffalo Bills coverage, Ooh. you and Mike and Jenna do at 13 Wham, but I mm. wanted that coverage
5: plus some more.
3: Ooh. Where could I find that?
5: Well, it's funny you ask, Pat. You can find it over at the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel – Uh, We have all of our post-game recaps. We talk about um, how the Bills got back to having fun yesterday. That was the moral of the story, and it was led by a guy that looks like he works at a gas station in Youngstown, Ohio. So, So Buffalo Plus YouTube channel, like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate it. So, you have all the information I'm
4: looking for at Buffalo Plus.
5: All the information. Everything I could possibly want
4: to know about that game would be there. Plus, plus more. But you can't tell me who got the game ball. He's so
3: mad that he's nope. going to lose his pick. I know, he's so I know. mad he's going to lose his pick.
4: C you don't have everything on the <laughs> channel, do you?
5: You don't have the one piece of information <laughs> the one Tommy piece I cares won. about. Even if I said TJ got it, you still wouldn't have known what the hell I was talking about. <laughs>
3: <though>. <laughs> Daddy boy, thanks for sticking on with us, buddy. I appreciate it. Have a good rest of the day. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. Right, there goes Dan Fates from 13 Wham. All right, we should feel good then. Yeah. we always oh, great. Positive. We're going on a run, baby. All right. Buckle up.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
3: Find me someone in their right mind if they were offered this opportunity that would say no. Oh. Yet one half Americans, it seems, are filthy liars. What are they doing? You got the stress of the holidays coming up, man. It's too much. Family and mm-hmm. work and money
4: and da 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 How do you do it all?
3: One half of Americans what they say that if they were offered a solo vacation mm-hmm. instead of going to a holiday event with their family,
4: yeah. they would bail. They would take the vacation? Yes.
3: Which means one half Americans are also lying. The half that said they wouldn't take a solo vacation. All right, I take that back. There were probably like grandmas and lonely aunts that wouldn't take that
4: vacation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah.
3: But you're telling me Mm -hmm. that the slight majority of Americans would rather deal with the stress and anxiety of family, the cooking, the shopping, the money, all the things that can go wrong over a trip all by yourself anywhere you want. Solo travel.
6: Well, maybe they wouldn't rather do that. But the guilt of missing it is more prevalent than skipping it and I'll, going I'll be, on a vacation. I'm
4: coming back with a tan. Yeah. And then uh, we can get right back to guilt and
6: me. Okay. The guilt of missing it? I don't know. Or just telling your family no?
3: Because I feel like the reason most people do the family stuff is because they can't come up with a good enough excuse to not go see their family. Right. Is that fair enough? Mm-hmm. Right? Because like if you're in guilty town. Shame. Yeah. If you're in town, you have no choice. If I uh, now have a ticket out of town, deuces, mm-hmm. see ya. Would you feel guilty leaving your wife behind on the holidays?
6: Oh, uh, look yeah. at you. Yeah, I'm
3: with you. I'm with you. Uh, actually,
6: actually, I'm a bitch ass bitch. I'm a bitch. Yeah, because you're leaving you're, you will be leaving people you do like behind. I couldn't do that <laughs> to my wife.
3: You
4: bitch ass, lying
3: ass bitch. I couldn't. So you tell me right now, yeah. if our boss walked in and goes, Tommy,
6: mm-hmm.
3: I got an all expenses paid trip to Italy. Oh, really? You got to go by yourself. Wait, you're getting a trip out Italy. too.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you you get to go. Yeah. It's leaves Wednesday, comes home Sunday, but it's only for you. Yeah, I couldn't do that. You are man. such
4: a
6: bitch. I would catch such hell. Yeah. I, I mean, think about your life <laughs> at home when you come back.
4: <laughs> Taking pictures by the Coliseum <laughs> by myself. Kimmy, same yeah. thing.
3: All expenses paid trip to Italy. Would you go?
6: I don't. Th- if it's oh just me, I don't think I could. i love
3: both of you guys. Yeah, these people lie. Well, I wouldn't know.
6: Not me. I wouldn't be the one that does that. There's a lot of guilt involved in this. Multiple in levels.
3: But
4: I like this wife. <laughs> I didn't like the other one so much, obviously. Put that obviously. You know what <laughs> I mean? But I the- have a good marriage now. Now, if you would ask me other marriages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have taken
3: it. You don't think your wife would understand? No.
4: Because it's not your family. I mean, your
3: family, you don't see your family at all during the holidays, right? Yeah, but I
4: I don't have a lot left either to see.
3: I understand. But I'm saying like all of the stress and anxiety that potentially shows up is going to be coming from, you know, people that are closest to her, which is fine when they're your people. But I'm also
4: letting her, I'm also not going to be with her for the holiday. Yeah. Okay. So I'm also bailing on my wife during the holiday with like children and grandchildren that ain't going to fly, man. Which
3: is also funny because she does not give a crap about you. No, when but she grand- wants
6: you there, though. Like, eh. she doesn't want you I'm off running candy, around baby. Italy.
3: Sorry, say that again? Arm candy, baby.
6: Somebody's got to clean up after it's all done.
3: Like, that baby's going to show up. That grandbaby's going to show yeah. up. And you will be dead to the world. Like, no one will care about you, despite the fact that you're both the same size and can be held in the average person's arms <laughs> and rocked to sleep. You're out.
4: So yeah, but like, she's still going to want me there. Says who? Says her. Why?
3: Well, what is she going to say? I don't want you here? I bet if you asked her this question...
4: Honey, I'm going to Italy for a week. She, Bye! Say, <laughs> Bye! You already finished.
3: Shut up. Get out of my face. You're not a baby. <laughs> no, you can't pull that move. And, like, here's the thing, man. Yeah. Like, you of all people I know the glory of solo travel oh, yes. based on mm-hmm. what we did for a living for yeah. so long, doing mm-hmm. comedy, right? And I th- kind of... Th- my theory here. Yeah. With one half Americans say they would not take a solo vacation if offered it during the holidays to get away from their family. People don't understand how glorious solo travel is. Cause how many people have taken a trip by themselves, nobody else?
4: Mm, few few people
3: have. Right? Like to be able to do what you want when you want mm. on your own schedule, no tension, you don't truly understand the definition of vacation until you've had that kind of It freedom. is stress free.
4: It's great. Yeah. Oh my god. But it never happened can i don't think society wants it to happen they don't want to let on <laughs> it would change society kimmy have you ever taken a solo vacation
6: um i mean i've i've taken a trip to see people but i've never just and went a off trip, and like, wandered on to my another own. city all by uh, no i don't think I so i've never be been for a woman. yeah i've well, never wait, been completely yeah. alone i don't think most people but have. I, I think i would have enjoyed it More when I was younger just because, like, I would have wanted to go out and meet new friends and be more social than Mm. I would now. Oh,
3: no, no, no. See, au contraire, my friend. It's meeting people along the way that actually bogs you down. And sure, mm. you'll have a conversation in a yeah. bar here or there. Yeah. Or maybe you'll meet someone on the street. It's that complete no-strings-attached freedom mm. that lets you explore. You're abs- invisible. Exactly. Yeah. You're a stranger yeah.
4: in a strange land.
3: Yes, thank you,
4: yeah. Leon Russell. You
3: can do whatever you want, whenever <laughs> yeah. you want. Nobody no consequence, no guilt. Yeah. It's
6: amazing. It is the greatest. If they
4: find your body, they'll need dental records.
6: <laughs> <laughs> to your point, I think maybe it is just big. I, I would like to have the safety of another he- person with me. Okay. I- See, just a conference needs
4: somebody to yell at. Says man
3: who won't leave his wife to go I on know. a solo vacation like a bitch ass bitch. <laughs> you know, like I went to, I ended up lucking into going to Detroit by myself for a couple of days yeah. when that Bill snowstorm mm. hit. And don't get me wrong, I missed my family,
4: but it was nice to just chill.
3: I mean, tell me, it, it's indescribable. Let me go at it, your own pace. Yes, go into the game by myself. Mm. I told you, I love going to Bills sporting events by myself. And nobody, everyone thinks mm. I'm sad. No, you don't get it, mm. man. It's freedom. <laughs> it is the ultimate
4: freedom. But see, women see that and they go, somebody needs to go over there and stop that. Stop that man enjoying stop himself. Stop that man from being by. Bi- he looks so lonely. I felt bad. He was all alone smiling. You don't smile. I do when I travel. <laughs> he looks
2: off in the
0: distance. Oh, I know.